Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is your apartment lady, LaShondra Graves, founder of Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation. So I'm just going to get right into it. I do have some eviction news. I'll share this eviction news. Um, I don't have any videos, but I have to read the stories. It, they're very interesting. One is talking about um, Virginia and uh, Virginia, no, in Richmond. They uh, found 10 companies that they figured was behind all of these evictions. I'm so excited that people are starting to figure out these evictions are happening. They're happening fast. They're happening quick. They're happening a lot. And they're happening now. I mean, seriously, they're happening. But they're trying to get to the root of it. So I'm just going to uh, do my sharing. Share this. Let's go right into it. Let's see, 15 companies. I said it, it was uh, Richmond, 15 companies. And we'll start with this one. Uh, scroll down. Yeah, they're starting like, they're like, oh my gosh, these evictions are happening. I, I keep saying, what are we going to do if everyone is evicted? I mean, if we if we evict all the uh, tenants, who's going to work? How, I mean, what are we going to do with the economy? So I'm glad that we have stories um, and that people are actually starting to pay attention. So without further ado, let's see. Okay. All right. So basically, uh, 15 companies. Uh, this is Virginia. So yeah, it was uh, Richmond, Virginia. 15 companies are the driving that are driving Richmond's eviction crisis. Um, there was a new report from the RVA Eviction Lab found that 15, just 15 companies are responsible for half of all Richmond's evictions. 15 management companies, we're talking about man property management companies, you guys. 15 companies um, are responsible for half of the evictions in Richmond as the state and rent relief drives soaring, um, as the state ends rent relief drives soaring eviction filing. So everybody know that everybody was going to start evicting when the moratorium was over. Um, overall, in Virginia, eviction filings are at the highest point of the pandemic, says Dr. Benjamin Teresa, co-director of the RVA Eviction Lab at, oh yeah, so they got the eviction, well, we're going to talk about that later, at um, v, uh, VCU Wilder School. And you guys can see this little uh, graph here, it's just showing uh, the evictions. And so when I said they got an eviction lab, I usually use Purdue's eviction labs, but they don't cover Virginia. And so I'm seeing another university create an eviction lab. Yay, because that's a plus. Now people are starting to track evictions. That's what's up. Purdue has been doing it for, I don't know, since 2015. So that's what's up. Uh, I have to stop this sharing for a moment. Let's see. Start back the presenting. I'm sorry about that. So that's what's up. 
Um, one factor driving the mountain waves of evictions is the end of Virginia's rent relief program, which closed to new applicants on May 15th. Legal protections requiring landlords to apply for rent relief before evicting tenants for non-payment of rent ended at the end of June 2022, at the end of the second quarter, uh, the eviction lab reports. The implications of the removal of these uh, of these supports for tenants are immediately obvious in the court data collecting uh, in the court data collected in the following weeks. Already, Chesterfield, Pittsburgh, and some of uh, some parts of Virginia, Richmond. I'm sorry, some parts of Richmond. The report found that eviction filings are higher, already higher than the pre-pandemic. Levels. Well, of course, the eviction files were going to be higher than the pre-pandemic level. I mean, there was an eviction moratorium, right? Um, at this pace, the rate of eviction files in Virginia will soon run to their pre-pandemic status and could surpass it. Yeah, well, you said it. Yeah, we we get that. Okay. So these are some actions that you know they're giving. They're giving um, another graph just showing uh, the evictions per quarter. Hmm. It goes on to say, but if the state and local leaders don't take action, Teresa said, a further increase in eviction is likely. Of course. Even those who are able to stay in their homes will often feel the repercussions of an eviction filing for years to come because those filings are public record and available to any future apartments that they apply to. They are definitely used by landlords screening tenants. Of course, if you get an eviction on your name, especially a COVID-19 eviction, you will not be able to rent for years because the landlords, they're not going to rent to people who have evictions in 2020, 2022. One in 2022, because you know they're standing, they're selling. They're, the landlords are in solidarity. They're like, if you didn't pay that landlord, I'm not going to rent to you. It was already a problem um, getting an apartment. Once you get an eviction on your name, you it, likely you will get up to uh, five years without your own apartment. So that was already a problem. Imagine what's going to happen with the COVID-19 evictions. That's why I'm saying you guys need to seal these COVID-19 evictions. Um, and we're going to read for as rent continue to soar um, in central Virginia, Teresa added that there could be a wave of invisible evictions, essentially when new landlords offer new leases with much higher rents. Many tenants are forced to move if they can't pay. This displacement has many of the same negative social effects as evictions, but they won't show up in court. And so everybody know as soon as those landlords get their property back, they're raising the rent. They're raising the rent almost as much as 100% in some states. Um, and I'll put a link to this, this story. Cause I really think you guys need to read this story. I don't want to read the entire thing. There was something, um, that I was going through and when I was reading it, I want to read another piece, but I don't want to read the entire thing. So I'll make sure that I have a link to this story in my, um, I make sure I have a link to this story in the descriptions. Hey, Leonardo, Ricardo, how are you? Um, yeah, from Rio, thank you so much. 
uh, Brazil, how are you? How are you? I noticed when I went to LinkedIn, I didn't get your whole comment the last time and you were saying, hey, from Rio. And so I'm glad I got the entire comment, Leonardo. So thank you. How are you? Okay, so you guys, I got one more story to share and then I'll go right into prayer. How about that? Uh, Chrome tab. Oh, this is a story. So this, this story is coming from uh, Detroit. So basically what happened was in Detroit, Michigan, they, they missed the deadline to set up an eviction office. So Detroiters facing evictions aren't getting the help they need because the city failed to set up the new eviction prevention office, housing advocates say. Wow. Okay. Okay. Catch up fast. The city was legally required to set up an office of eviction defense by October 1st under the right to counsel ordinance approved in May. Why it matters with evictions. With eviction cases rising in the winter, because in Detroit, that's one of those northern states where it's going to be cold. Um, and uh, with the winter on the way, Detroit are suddenly struggling to pay rent, desperately need legal help and other services the office would provide. So far, 19,165 landlord-tenant cases have been filed in Detroit, including 1,904 in October. Ooh, what they're saying each day, what they're saying each day, the city does not follow the law or fund the law. More people are at risk of eviction and homelessness, more suffering. Ruth Johnson of uh, Community Development Advocates of the Detroit and at the city council meeting today, she said that. The other side, I would not offer excuses. I'm singularly, singularly responsible for missing the October 1st deadline, right? They were supposed to have an eviction prevention office set up, but they didn't set it up. Conrad Mallet, the city's top lawyer wrote on in, a, in an October 12th memo to the city council. The city is in the process of hiring staff and a vendor to set up the office and follow the law, Mallet wrote. The big picture, housing advocates are sounding the alarm about overcrowded shelters. I've been talking about that. The shelters, they're running over and the rent costs and the rent costs rising fast. You all, you guys already know, I've always been telling you that the market rent had already outpriced minimum wage. And so, yeah. And now after this pandemic, for some reason, all the landlords are raising the rent, you know, almost up to 100%. I mean, they're doubling the rent in some cases. Um, uh, Tanisa Sanders said, a Detroit Action Housing Organizer says studio apartments now typically uh, studio apartments now typically cost about one thousand a month. That's for a studio, you guys. Difficult. It's not impossible to pay with the average local income. Difficult, if not, you guys, impossible to pay with the average local income. That's what I've been telling you guys. Market rate had already outpraised minimum wage. And now you're going to double it. I mean, $1,000 in Detroit for a studio? Come on. Most people are becoming homeless and living in their cars. That is becoming a trend. It's not right. Um, people may start freezing to death because they're saying people may start freezing to death because Detroit is one of those states where this is a northern state. It's getting ready to get cold in Detroit. So 
this is what we're facing, you guys. This is what's going on. Uh, and like I said, the eviction are happening. They're happening fast. They're happening quick. They're happening a lot. And they're happening now. And now people are starting to get it. I, I don't know why it took them all these months to try to figure out that all these eviction filings are happening. But I'm glad. How about that? I'm glad that they're starting to get it. So for Detroit not to have set up their eviction prevention lab, are you kidding me? They just said 19,000 uh, evictions were filed and 2,000, but 1,900 was filed in, in October. They needed that eviction prevention lab. And then I read um, that story from Richmond, Virginia, that talked about 15 companies that's responsible. And when I when they say companies, they're talking about property management companies, 15 companies that's responsible for 50% of all of the evictions and that the evictions have uh, surpassed the pre-pandemic eviction um, streak. And so guess what? Of course, of course, you guys, of course, because there was a rent moratorium. So and and then and then Virginia also talked about the fact that once you get an eviction on your name, it's gonna be hard for you to get another apartment. And so one of the solutions that I'm saying that they need to take all across the United States is they need to seal the they need to seal the COVID-19 evictions, because let me tell you, the landlords are going to be very, 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 very biased about these COVID-19 evictions. Any eviction that happened 2020, 2021, 2022, landlords are going to be very biased about that. And that's not fair. Don't get me wrong. Do I think the landlords need to know if people have been evicted or not? Yes. But if if you're going to be biased, then then Possibly not, you know? I mean, you're already raising the rents. The landlords, as soon as they get their property back, they're raising the rents almost 100%. I mean, come on, we just read Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan, a studio for $1,000. Are you kidding me? Minimum wage in Detroit, Michigan. How much is minimum wage in Detroit, Michigan? I don't want to just put out a number, but I'm sure it's not $15. I don't know. Maybe it is, but even $15 isn't enough to be at that 40%, even a 40% mark when it comes to paying your housing expenses. You're going to be paying more than for a studio. How many people could stay in a studio? Because then when the studio, you know, you're trying to move in a family of five or six, then you got these capacity laws. Come on, you guys. Y'all got to uh, step up. You also said that it was going to get, it's getting cold in Detroit. Detroit is one of those um, northern states where it's getting cold. People are living in their cars. All of the homeless shelters are packed up. We're not pre uh, prepared for that. So yeah, I get it. I'm not blaming the federal government for trying to act during the pandemic because nobody has been through this pandemic before. It shocked everyone. They did the best they could. But guess what? You had two years to plan on, you had two years to plan for getting the economy back. You had two years to plan on to see what was gonna happen after this eviction moratorium. So now we're post pandemic and people are getting put out. How do you think the economy is going to get back together if nobody's gonna work? Who's gonna work homeless? Who's gonna work homeless? You would think, oh, well, if they're homeless, you would think that they would get a job, maybe two jobs. No, they're, they're unsheltered. We're not meant to be unsheltered. God did not create us to weather the elements. We're not meant to be unsheltered. And so the economy will never, ever, ever get back if you allow all these people to get evicted. Seal these COVID-19 evictions and find a way to pay these landlords. Get them a tax incentive. Get something off their property taxes. You know, it was so funny that um, 
and I was on uh, helping with this property tax task force in Illinois, uh, one of the people, the tax doctor, he do a lot with taxes. And his thing was get the schools off the property tax, get the school off the, get the schools off the property taxes, because and even, you know, there was a lot with the schools being on the property taxes in Illinois. And that's, that was his, his fight. And that's still his fight. Get the schools off the property taxes, get the schools off the property taxes. And now that's my fight. Use the property taxes to pay the landlord. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm laughing, but it's not funny. Really, really. It's not funny. And sometimes you have to laugh, you know, in order not to cry because it's not, this is not good. This is not good. We're, we're not supposed to be the third world country. How in the heck is America acting like a third world country? You're going to let all the people get put out? What are we doing? We're going to go to boxes now? What, what are we doing? We're, we're lining up? We're going to boxes now? What What's going on? What, what's going on? Come on, wake up, America. You cannot let everybody get evicted. I'm out. Let me just start my prayer, you guys. Um, guys, uh, for sure, need you to text. Don't forget, that's still here. That's still here. Here's my banner. Uh, I forgot my banner, so here it is. What am I doing? I need you to text. Um, there it is. Evictions to 7070070. Evictions to 7070070. Or go to our website and get one of our um, Praying Against Eviction t-shirts. Uh, half, half of that money. Half of that money goes to, half of the profits go to the eviction prevention fund go to the website and support that way i thought about when we were going to go out and you know do the prayers i thought about the time you know i'm in central standard time <clears throat> so i need to come up with a date um, i already know the time it's going to be about six o'clock because that's in between people getting off work and um so another uh time zone would be seven i mean it would be seven or five so I think that was that was the right number for me. I will do a little bit more research on that, but I know we need to be doing this like as soon as possible. Um, and I want everybody to have, you know, their T-shirts. We do have T-shirts. We do have hoodies because in the northern states it's getting cold. So we have praying against eviction T-shirts. We have praying against eviction hoodies. Um, we was doing these prayer candles, but definitely you guys have to pay for the shipping and handling. I want to. I can give the prayer candles out free, but I cannot pay to get them to you. So some people will have candles, but it doesn't matter as long as we're all out there praying together corporately. That's all that matters in every single state. So if you want to uh, stand in solidarity and, you know, have your t-shirt and your hoodie on, we're going to go, um, that's going to be available on the website today at 12 p.m. All of the t-shirts and the hoodies and the varieties and the colors and so forth will be available at um, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. So my scripture for today, um, you guys know my scripture for today is coming from the Version app. I have this mobile app on my phone. And today it is Colossians 1.3, uh, uh, Colossians 1.13, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen where they're talking about Jesus Christ. And so I'm telling everybody, you already know, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart and start praying. <clears throat> try everything else. Why, why not try that? God says, taste and see that he is good. I mean, why not try that? 
if God is calling you into this new thing that he's doing and he's definitely, definitely calling you because he have me praying live, you know, then he's calling you. All you have to do is confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that he died for your sin and then start praying with me. Dear Heavenly Father, come to you right now with praise and thanksgiving, saying thank you for your grace, mercy, love, understanding, wisdom, knowledge, power, provision, healing, comfort, forgiveness, discernment, discernment, discernment. In the name of Jesus, now, Father, before I come before your throne, I ask that you forgive my sins and the sounds of the soul that's under the sound of my voice, even up into this very second, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I'm asking you to strengthen me, Father, in the name of Jesus, asking you to give me capacity, increase my capacity, Father, in the name of Jesus, and increase the Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation capacity, Father, in the name of Jesus, increase our resources, Father, in the name of Jesus. You know, when I just thought about increase our resources, it was almost like you don't have to ask for that again because that's already there. I'm like, okay. Hmm. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. You said that we can, I can ask anything in your name that will be given to me. So I'm just so grateful for that. Increase the, the uh, renter's knowledge and wisdom, Father, in the name of Jesus. We need grace and mercy to be poured all up and down this rental um, eviction crisis, Father, in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I'm praying for the people that's going to court today, Father, in the name of Jesus. I know I have another special prayer request, but I'm praying for the people that go to court today, Father, in the name of Jesus. Meet them where they are. Give them what they need, Father, in the name of Jesus. If they need some more time to try to figure out where the resources are going to come from or to try to figure out how they're going to stay sheltered, Father, go on and give them that in the name of Jesus. Nobody's going to be hurt through it. Father, tell the, tell the, tell not the landlords, Father, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, touch the landlord's heart, but at the same time, I get it. The landlords are suffering, too father and so i want to say tell the court system touch the court system touch the federal government the, the local government the state government tell them to pay these landlords tell them to pay these landlords and then give these landlords you know a contract saying that okay now that we've paid you you can't evict the tenant if they continue to start paying their rent and they can't raise the rent father i mean you make some <laughs> man father make some demands but pay the landlords and make sure that the landlords don't evict the tenants and let the tenants start paying their rent. That's going to force the economy to start back rolling. Okay, now, you don't have these arrears on your back, Father. And now your rent hasn't been increased. So now you got a one year without an increase in your rent. You don't have the arrears on your back. It's, it's up to you. It's up to you to get a job and start working. It's up to you to get a job and start paying your rent. That's fair. That's fair, Father. That's going to spur the economy, Father. And that's going to make it so that people have time to get back into the groove of working, Father. In the name of Jesus, people don't even, they're not even in the groove of working, Father, in the name of Jesus. Because during the pandemic, they gave them, people were getting money, more money than they got working during the pandemic, Father. Come on. Come on, Father, in the name of Jesus. So I'm asking you, Father, to increase the renter's capacity to take in the increase in wisdom. You said that anyone that you, anybody you can ask for wisdom, Father, anybody that lacks wisdom can ask for it, and you'll give it to them freely and abundantly, Father. And so I'm asking for wisdom and knowledge because that's what it's going to take. And so for the people that are going to court right now, well, that's, I don't care what state they're in. The people that's going to show up in court, I don't care if it's a Zoom court or a physical court, Father. Meet them where they are. Meet them at their knees today, Father, in the name of Jesus. Just give a wave of winds, Father, in the name of Jesus. If they need more time, Father, give it to them. In the name of Jesus. 
And now, Father, I have a special prayer. I have a special prayer for the 20-year-olds and the 30-year-olds. And not like I'm not praying for everybody else, okay, in the name of Jesus, because everybody needs this prayer. But this is a special prayer for these people, these generations, 20 and 30-year-olds. Father, open their eyes. Open their ears, Father, in the name of Jesus, because these are the, these are the people, these are the 20 and 30-year-olds. They have our future. And so, Father, even if they don't want to do anything or go along or get along to go along or go along to get along for themselves, Father, put it in their heart that they got to do it for our future. They have our, they have our future, the children. They have our future, Father, in the name of Jesus. So I'm asking you, Father, to pour a special blessing out on them, Father, to give another measure, a double measure of, of wisdom and knowledge, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I'm not saying that they're you know, stupid. I just saying, Father, I want them to know you, Father. You said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, Father. Tell them, Father, tell them that they only have to do is confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in their heart that he died and, raised for, and, and he died for their sins and then start praying because you're inviting them. You are inviting them into this new thing, Father, in the name of Jesus. And so let them know that they can come as they are. They've tried everything else. They've tried everything else. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Here's my word again. I would be amiss if they don't do this just to protect themselves. Just, I mean, to, if they don't want to protect themselves, Father, put it in their hearts, protect our future, which, which are their children, Father, in the name of Jesus. That's what I'm saying. And now with this rental industry, Father, I want you to bind up the spirit of fear and bind it up the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. I'm buying up the spirit of anger in the name of Jesus. I'm buying up the spirit of despair in the name of Jesus. I'm buying up the spirit of low self-esteem or lack of courage or in the name of Jesus. Any spirit, Father, let me say this, Father. I'm buying up any spirit that has the people immobilized. Any spirit that have the people stuck and, and confused and not moving, Father, in the name of Jesus. And then once we bind these spirits up, because I'm going to bind them up every single day, have to. Once we bind these spirits up, Father, then I need you to put it in their heart to start moving. Start moving. It's, it's not like they don't have things to do. Start moving. Start searching. Start searching their tenants' rights in their states, you know, on their search engine in the name of Jesus. Start looking for resources in the name of Jesus. Start looking for eviction prevention programs and eviction resolution programs and eviction protection programs in the name of Jesus. It's not always about rental assistance in the name of Jesus. And then tell them to start working. All of the time that they get that you are going to give them, because I know you're going to give it to them because you said, if I ask anything in your name, that it will be. And so I know you're going to give it to them. So all the time that you're going to give them, put in their heart to get a job, start, get a job, start working. Don't sit on that time. This is not time for you to just party and do whatever. This is time for you to get your weight up and try to figure out what you're going to do next, how you're going to keep a shelter over your head. But, but right now, right away, something that they can do right now, right away, right where they are. They can confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in their heart and start praying. They can confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in their heart and start praying. I believe that everything that you, that I asked for, it's already making its way to fruition. You've never failed me. Your words never came back void. And I trust you and I love you. And this is my prayer in Jesus name. Amen. All right, you guys, thank you so much. I am LaShondra Grace, the apartment lady. I will be back tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. 
I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8, 8, 8 o'clock. Bernardo. Prayers move skies. Man, I'm talking about Leonardo. Um, prayers move skies. Prayers move mountains. The fervent, the, the, factual, the fervent, effectual prayers of the righteous avail it much. Man, and I'm trying to tell you, prayer changes things, period. It changes atmospheres. It, it, it Prayer changes things. That's the only way that this thing is going to come to where it's supposed to be. And so, Leonardo, um, I see you've been on here a few times. I thank you so much for your support. Um, you guys, I'll see you tomorrow at 8 o'clock. And you can also find this uh, prayer on iHeartRadio, Amazon uh, Music, Apple Music, Google, I mean, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Radio, radio, uh, not me, pocket cast, uh, Spotify. Because right after I do this, I um, uh, upload this uh, episode to the podcast. The podcast is It's Time for Affordable Housing, and it'll be available to you in one hour. So then you can just listen to it on your favorite podcast or music station. Thank you. Oh, follow us on, follow It's Time for Affordable Housing on iHeartRadio. I need to build my followers up there. Thank you. <laughs>